0: It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak and unfortunately I don't have a things with a Z this week. My name is Brett Levy and uh, this is the technology show. So I just said I don't have a things with a Z which is what I always start the show off with. There was a bit of a delivery issue. Um, The toy that I wanted to review didn't arrive in time unfortunately. And I definitely haven't, haven't had enough time to play with it, to do a, a, a proper review on it. So I promise next week I will do a double on things with a Z review and I will make up for it. But I have got some really cool juicy tech news, so let's just move straight into that. So first up we have Western Australia Police and CarPlay. Now this is quite an interesting one. As you know, I am an Apple fanboy, love anything that has to do with Apple, Apple stories. And CarPlay, like Android Auto, are the two protocols that you can get in most modern-day cars. Um, So Western Australia police decide instead of spending millions and millions of dollars in upgrading the equipment, um, they looked at how they could evolve the current equipment that they had and use the built-in CarPlay systems of their new vehicles. And I'm pleased to report it was a success. So basically, all the apps that they've had designed that helped them well, do what police do, Um, now connect via CarPlay, so the sound system, the the phone calls, the immediate notifications that come through, Um, so yeah, really, you know, big up on them, Um, it's not often that Western Australia is innovative in anything, so this is quite a good one, and hopefully the other states and, you know, police and emergency services around the world take take a lesson from this page. Now, If you have an older vehicle you might remember oh six seven months maybe even a year ago I reviewed a a product called Coral Vision which was a aftermarket portable um, CarPlay in my instance but it does Android Auto as well and please report I'm still using it Um, it is in Gail's car which doesn't have a built-in display so this is the only way you can put it in there still works like a bomb um i will put up a link in the show notes afterwards so if you want to go and get one through i think it's at amazon you can pick one up um i was talking about this to a mate the other day i sent him the link so i'll find the link and i'll post it in the off the show but if you don't have carplay or android auto you really are missing out on, a, on an incredible driving experience having your music phone calls maps everything on a seven inch screen or bigger uh well depends if it's built in or not, but on this one it's seven inch um it is portable and the one really cool thing actually about the the unit that i use is you don't have to hardwire the device now most of the cars when you use carplay you actually have to plug your iphone in so it actually has to have a wire plugged into it for it to work with mine i turn the car on within a few seconds it's connected and there's no wires attached so yeah well done to western australia police uh what do we have next (laughs) So I've called to today's show Micro is Soft for a reason because uh, Microsoft have just announced that uh, Windows 7 um, and Windows 8 will no longer receive patches for 365 in 2023. So pretty much this is it. You've got this year to upgrade. They were welcoming you to come across and get Windows 10 or 11. Um, I'm sure there's a fee involved to do that as well. But basically, they've given the sign that that's it. Now, I think Windows 7 came out in 2009, if I'm not mistaken. Not a big Microsoft Windows user, so I don't really know. If my memory serves me correct, and it was 2009 or 2010, somewhere there, I suppose I've got to be fair that the OS is still working 12 years after the fact. Um, But given how buggy and how many security issues there is with Windows, which I'm going to actually move on to my next story right now, Um, I would suggest then if you do have a PC, then you should probably consider upgrading to Windows 10 or Windows 11. So on to the next story, um, and definitely a reason why, as I said, you should upgrade. Um, Microsoft has warned of a phishing campaign attack. So if you don't know what phishing is, this is when people send you a text message or an email and purport to be someone else or something else. Now, they say that this is a large scale phishing campaign and it's targeted more than 10,000 organizations and it's been stealing passwords and cookie sessions, which actually allows these hackers to take over your Office 365 account. And then you can actually run business emails. So you could send someone an email from someone else's email address and then obviously compromise those people and so on and so on. Now here's the kicker. This campaign started, this whole phishing campaign started in September 2021. That is nearly a year ago. Surely they should have been able to patch this by now. Like, I don't know if it's just me, or if it is the fanboy in me, um, but I'm pretty sure that if there was any security flaw in a Mac OS, or an iOS, uh, it would be patched pretty quickly. So a big fail for you guys. Uh, Hence, if you're watching the show, you can see there's a whoopee cushion on there. You really are a bag of air operating system, you know, stolen from Apple many years ago. You obviously didn't steal the right parts that you needed. But Bill and the Boys, another good fail for you there. And um, I suppose just a message out to everyone there, especially if you're using Office 365. I'm not sure how this would compromise if you're using Office 365 on a Mac because it is cloud-based. Um, I assume it would be the same, um, but basically, what happens is the hackers will be able to steal your credentials uh, and send messages and so on to to your customers and all unwilling or unwitting people. So, yeah, bit of a problem. Um, nearly a year old, and they haven't fixed it. Right now, a fun story. So, this is Ziggy. If you' watching the show and rather than listening to it, it's like this looks like a really big vending machine on wheels. Um, and that's pretty much what Ziggy is. So it's an autonomous robot that will come to your car and let, and charge your EV wherever it is. Now, it hasn't launched yet. They're testing it at the moment. Um, the company is EV Safe Charge. They've made quite a few products and, and offer quite a few services in the EV market. So I am pretty sure that Ziggy will make it to market, that it's not just a concept. But one of the very cool features is that um, so besides the fact that if you park anywhere where there's no charging base, if you're driving an EV, Ziggy will come to you. But if you plan it properly, Ziggy can actually go and book a parking for you. So you'll just park over the parking so no one can park there. And then when you arrive, you'll obviously have directions of where Ziggy is. Um you'll you'll just move out the way and you'll park and and you'll park in behind you again. So quite cool. Um anything with robots is cool. So um on that note I'm going to stay with robots. Now this is a bit of a sad story. So New York State has decided to buy robots for lonely seniors. They're going to send out 800 of these robots. they called ELIC or ELIQ or LEQ. I'm not actually sure. It's E-L-L-R with a capital Q. So I'm going to say probably LEQ. Um, and the idea of these little robots, um, they're little desktop units and they're designed to assist people over 65 who live on their, their own, much like a, a Siri or Alexa or Google Home Smart. Um, it can answer questions, uh, can make small talk, set reminders, and obviously a few other features. Um, now, this is the technology show and we love tech, but I don't know if it's just me or are there not more ways that as humans we could support seniors? Um, I don't know, pick up a phone, Uh, knock on their door, etc. I don't know, just, you know, I guess if you're alone and lonely and maybe in a remote area with no potential human interaction, and obviously with COVID, with the lockdowns, a little toy like LEQ would have been great. Um, But, you know, if you are living in an area where maybe you know there's a senior person who lives on their own, go knock on the door. Uh, Chances are they would welcome the interaction, Um, and who knows, you might make a friend, so yeah, as I said it's it, it's still a cool little gizmo. I actually wouldn't mind playing with one because looking at the pictures, it looks like it has a little webcam above it as well. So um, you can obviously make phone calls and Zoom calls and all those good things, and then have all the smarts of a of a, a home assistant. So it'll be interesting to follow the story, and uh, who knows, maybe I will get to get to play with one eventually as well. What do we have next? Well, this is a company called mojo. Now they've been around for a while playing with a smart contact lens. They have now begun testing in eye testing and they're doing it internally, so maybe a little bit of a Frankenstein monster type thing where it's the c e o himself who's actually testing the lens and he's only wearing it for about an hour at a time. um but these are little micro led short range wireless radio. a little processor, motion tracking, uh, accelerometer, gyroscope, and magnetometer as well. So basically these lenses will enable eye-controlled head-up displays, um, they kind of just appear to hover over you know like in the air, kind of what Google Glass was going to do, but without actually wearing glasses. Now the contact lens itself I don't know if it can be made for prescriptions, Um, it would seem a bit pointless if it couldn't because then you're just wearing the contact lens for the heads-up display and quite honestly I prefer to wear glasses um, than to wear a lens in my eye. I think the big thing here is, you know, is there any potential damage? Because there must be some form of heat or heat dissipation with all those little microchips and processes on the lens itself. Um, and then if you are watching, you can see I've put a picture up. It's kind of like all the way around the lens, all the processes and and, and um, accelerometers and that. Um, your eyes going to look pretty weird. Like, you don't need that part of the eye to see, it's obviously just the pupil, um, this is the technology show, not the biology show, but yeah, I don't know if I'd want a solid disc in my eye, and even more so if it's got transmitters and some form of up and down communication to a device. Apparently, you still need to wear something around your neck or in your pocket, or whatever that does the computing. Um, so again, nice concept, I don't know if it's something I would actually be looking at. I'm going to stay with vision because this one's a bit of a weird story. Um, I mean, it does come out of the place where train spotting comes from. So maybe that's why. But um, there's a new technology, they're calling it ghost imaging, and it combines human vision with artificial intelligence that lets you see around corners. Now, x ray vision's obviously been the thing that most superheroes super, super have, right? If you haven't seen The Boys on Amazon, highly recommended. Really gross. Different take on uh, on superheroes. Been way back to the show. So, if you have, if you could see hidden objects with a little help of AR, um, these researchers in Glasgow have now come up with this. So basically, um, you looking and it's bouncing technology off. That's it's called non-line of sight (NLOS) imaging, and then it comes back and using an ECG or EEG helmet, it kind of then puts the information into your head that you can kind of see what's around the corner. Now, it's all AR and algorithms, and it's really cool and, and fun and sexy and all that kind of stuff, but I'm trying to think of real life uses, and there's only two that come to mind. So the one is if you're a hitman, um, you'd be able to see like who's around the corner, if your target's there, whatever. And if you catch buses, and you're running late, and you're running towards the bus stop, and the bus stop is around the corner, you could potentially see if the bus is there or on its way. Other than that, I'm not quite sure why I need to see around the corner. That being said, if this was adapted to the car industry, so think smart cars, right, Teslas and all other EVs that are looking at autonomous driving and autopilot, then this type of technology makes sense in the sense that instead of an EEG helmet um, talking to you as a human, then it would obviously just send sensors straight into the onboard computer and the algorithms would kind of detect traffic around the corner, Um, you know, if there was a broken down vehicle around the corner and you, if you were going to come around the corner, you're going to avoid an accident. So I think, well, I'm assuming that they're probably looking at the technology of how machines would use this as opposed to us. I said otherwise, yeah, maybe if you're missing a bus. Um, I think that kind of brings us to the end of tech news. It does. Uh, So are you game? Now, this is a real special Now Every week I talk about a new game that I've played. I have not played this game, but I do pride myself on the fact that the show is up to date and across all the latest things. So yesterday, well, it was the 18th, but for us in Australia it was yesterday, a game from Epic Games was released called Fault. Now Cade downloaded and started playing it, and it looks really cool, so basically if you picture League of Legends and Overwatch having a dirty weekend, this is kind of what you would get. And I've put some screenshots up as well. Now, if you're familiar with either of the two games, let's start with League of Legends. It's a strategy game, but it's played from the top. So you're kind of looking down into the game and seeing how your your characters are performing in the battlefield as such. And then Overwatch, like Counter-Strike or Siege or Valorant or any of these other games is played inside the game moving forward so you're playing as a first person shooter and you're running inside a maze this is what epic games has done with fault um it really is an amazing take on a game like league of legends and that genre and i think very well timed and very well needed because league of legends is a bit stale it's a bit tired i mean it's still one of if not the biggest game played go doubles um, but you know i think from a, an update point of view and that they needed what, what Epic has done with Fault. Now Valorant took a lot of play away from Overwatch and I'm thinking, and you heard it first here on the technology show, my call is that this game is going to do exact the same for League of Legends. The younger generation, the generation are maybe a bit tired of that perspective of looking at it from the top, I think they all going to have a go at Fault. In fact Cade was quite intrigued, he's playing quite a bit, there's a lot to do, it still has strategy as the call. So this is not a a Valorant or Overwatch um, or Counter-Strike replacement. As I said, it's definitely more a perspective change of your traditional strategy games, Um, but really, really good. Now, if you have Amazon Prime, check out the movie One Up. Not only does this feature the world of eSports and the discrimination with female gamers versus male gamers, and it's actually quite a good movie, we watched it this weekend. But it was actually the movie that we found out about Fault. Um, it had a different name. I think it was called like the Elder Nuts Orb or something like that. I can't remember what name they used in there. But we were looking at the game and going, wow, this would be, an, it must be a real game because no production company is going to make a game like that just for a movie. A little bit of Googling, a little bit of creative founding. And of course, we stumbled across Fault and its official launch date I said was the 18th. We watched this movie last week. So, uh, yeah, I, as I said, I didn't get to play. I did watch the game. I can say that the screenshots that I've put up, as well as what you see in the movie as well, if you watch 1UP, so it's the number one UP, um, it really is like that. It is a fantastic game. As I said, if you're into strategy games, this is one you want to play. It's only available on Steam at the moment. And for some reason, I don't think it was on the Epic Games network either. So you need a Steam account. Good news is you can play on a Mac as well. Um there's still games that are on Steam that aren't available on Mac for whatever stupid reason. Um, so, yeah, Windows uh, or Mac for now, I, I'd be pretty sure it's going to come across on the other platforms as well, um, and I would guess that a mobile version or mobile scaled version of it will come out in a year or so's time. But I'm going to put a call for 2022 going through to 2023, this is the game to watch. Um, so, yeah. Fault by Epic Games. What do we have next? Ah, Q&A. Right, so what questions have I got? Hey, Brett, should I get an iPhone 13 or wait for the 14? Yes. I mean, wait. Uh, Well, okay. So let's unpack the question. Yes. First of all, um, the reason I'd say yes, get an iPhone 13 or wait for the 14. Well, there's multiple reasons. One, the iPhone 14 is only going to come out available October, November-ish. They normally announce it in September, um, America and Australia are first markets, so whenever it's a, it is available you'll get it, but there will be a waiting list, um, the 14 will be expensive, it'll be expensive for multiple reasons, one is the new phone and generally people say yeah but they don't really change the price every year, true, but for now I think we are going to see a price hike, the last uh, 18 months of chip shortages, um, screen shortages, or lithium issues, production issues as a whole, Um, We are going to see the prices of handsets, computers, TVs, etc. go up. Um, I mean even Tesla couldn't deliver on cars that that had been ordered that they had the capacity to build because of chipsets. Um, So the question was should I get an iPhone 13 or wait? I would say yes if a budget is an issue. Um, Well let's go yes if you need a new phone, right? If your phone's broken or whatever it is, then yes. Um, the second issue it will be now's probably the right time to buy. in fact, I would wait if you can until the announcement of the next date of the next Apple event because it's on those dates that's when we start to you start to see um, the uh, prices come down um, So I would actually wait until that announcement but again if your phone's broken then you just get one. The other reason why I say yes is generally an iPhone will last four to five years before it needs to be replaced. Now, not the battery. The battery will probably only last about two years, maybe two and a half if you're lucky. I'm talking about the operating system and the capability. Um, my father-in-law is still using, I think, an iPhone 7. Um, yes, there's certain apps that don't upgrade anymore, and he will need to change it. Or I think he's actually just moved to a R 10 um, 10R, XR which is also four years old, um, my wife uses an iPhone X, um, so she'll be upgrading soon as well. But the point that I'm making is that the phones do the work that they need to do for at least four to five years. So if you're buying a 13 now, you know that it's going to be good for at least another four to five years from a performance point of view from a capability point of view and this is important because with a smartphone the processes are the requirement as to what runs or doesn't run the apps and there was a period when that window was reduced quite significantly i think it was around about like the iphone 8 to 10 period because there was no nine um you kind of find that like from 10 and the, and the second version of the 10 to 10s the apps on apps weren't working so yes Get yourself an iPhone 13. It is a fantastic device. The cameras are magic. Um, I have to give a shout out to Ari Sternberg for his uh, confessions a little while ago on the show. If you didn't see the episode, have a look uh, two or three episodes ago. He's just moved from being an Android user of many, many years to an iPhone 13 Pro Max. Um, and that I think would probably, you haven't asked the question, which iPhone? Um, bear that in mind. The iPhone 13 only has two cameras, um, obviously the processor is smaller, memory smaller and less cores. Um, the 13 Pro has great cameras, better processor, um, just a better package full stop. So hopefully that answers the question. Well if that is Q&A then that means that we are at the end of the show I would guess. Yes we are. So thanks very much for joining us, uh, please follow us on all the different channels. Um, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, shout out to the SME Association and SME TV and podcast for helping host and broadcast the show. Until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny.